What's happening, everybody, and welcome to Raw and Uncut Podcast. My name is Mackenzie Curvett Statham, and I will be your host today. So I don't know about you guys, but my bracket is ripped to pieces, shredded, and just done for. I mean, I had nine, I think, nine or ten of the Sweet 16 and I know who's in the Elite Eight because I'm recording this on Saturday right now. It's been a busy week, but I know who's in the Elite Eight. And of the Elite Eight, I had Carolina, I had Oklahoma, and I think that's it. Because I didn't have UVA, I didn't have Syracuse, I didn't have um, Villanova, and I didn't have the other team. So my bracket's pretty much done. Now I'm just hoping that everybody else is in my league's friends bracket is done. Somehow I can pull off a win. But... This March Madness has been one of the most fun March Madnesses that I can think of or I can remember. And the reason I say that is because you literally don't know what's going to happen each game because the teams are so close in talent. Like this year isn't last year's team where you pretty much knew that Kentucky was going to be one of the better teams and Duke was going to be really good and Wisconsin was going to be really good. I mean, Wisconsin made the Sweet 16 this year and they were god-awful this year. I mean, I'm sorry, but they're not good at all this year. But that makes for a wild March Madness because you have good teams like Michigan State, who everyone thought could win it, end up losing to Middle Tennessee State. But the bigger picture, actually, if you look at it, is this has been an ACC tournament and not the NCAA tournament. I mean, you have UVA, Syracuse, Miami, UNC, Notre Dame all make it to the Sweet 16. There's probably one more I'm missing, but you have all those make the Sweet 16, and then the Elite Eight, you had Carolina, UVA, Notre Dame, and Syracuse all make the Elite Eight, and more than likely, you're going to have two make the Final Four. I mean, I've said from day one, I think that the ACC is by far the most dominant um, class or division for any sport as in college, college football, college basketball. I know a lot of people are going to say that the SEC football is better, but I can argue that literally the only thing that's better in SEC football than any other conference is Alabama. I mean, besides Alabama, no one else is really winning that many national titles. I mean, the only other team that I can think of who's won um, more than one title recently has been Florida, and that's when Urban Meyer was there. So it's been years since they've won anything. LSU won one. Um, Auburn had that one year where they won one with Cam Newton. I mean, the ACC, every single year, you're having another team win at Duke. You have Carolina, who looks like they have a really good chance to win this year. They won it a couple years ago. Syracuse won it with um, Carmelo. I mean, you have many teams who've won it. I mean, NC State last year got far. Syracuse, I mean, Syracuse is in it this year. Miami's been to the Sweet 16 two of the past three years. I mean, they just dominate every single year. And they're the best conference that... In any, they're the best conference in any division as far as talent-wise and playing-wise, I feel, personally. Now, the rest of March Madness, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you have Buddy Heald today playing against um, Villanova. Or let me phrase that. You have Buddy Heald playing Oregon, Oklahoma playing Oregon, and then you have Villanova playing Kansas. And then tomorrow you have Notre Dame versus UNC and then UVA 
versus um, Syracuse. So it's going to be a wild March Madness, and hopefully it continues. I've been loving the games, and hopefully you love it as much as I am. And let's hope that we can continue March Madness. And the Final Four or the Elite Eight games are great. The Final Four game games are great. And hopefully you can have a championship game that's memorable as this March Madness has been. So Jerry Jones said a very asinine statement this past week talking about there's no link between concussions and CTE. Now, most people are just thinking that Jerry Jones is being Jerry Jones, which in part he is. He is very outspoken. He loves the spotlight. He loves people talking about him, good, bad, or indifferent. He just loves it. But that's not the reason, the main reason that I'm talking about this. Um, You have to look at the bigger picture. He's doing it to defend the NFL. The guy, I can't even think of his name, but just went into court and basically said that there is a relative, you know, reasoning that if you play NFL for a long time and you have a lot of blows to the head that that's the reason that CTE is spreading so much in NFL players but most people with a brain know that I mean you take countless amount of hits to the head something's going to happen I mean it's like playing any sports if you roll your ankle a bunch of times you're going to have some type of ankle problems at the bare minimum you're going to have a little tendonitis arthritis in it but that's not why I'm talking about I'm here to talk about why we continue to ask these rich people who clearly are just rich. They have nothing else to them. These questions. I mean, Donald Trump right now is leading the Republican um, election. And the only reason I can see it is, is that one, lots of America is racist. And if you don't agree with that, then you haven't been in the world. I mean, a lot of people are secretive racist. A lot of people have secret hate for people. I mean, not just black, but Mexicans, you know, Muslims, all that for reasons that have gone from 9-11 to whatever other reasons they have for not liking people. But people want or right now, I believe, voting for Donald Trump because he's rich and they think that he's going to make America great again, as his slogan is. And that's why people continue to ask Jerry Jones and these NFL owners these questions about CTE, because for some reason, people think that. Rich people have this knowledge to them that not the average person have, which is complete and utter bullshit. I mean, you hear the stuff that comes out of Jerry Jones' mouth. I mean, hell, you hear stuff coming out of Donald Trump's mouth, who's a billionaire, but let me not forget, he's gone bankrupt or filed for bankruptcy multiple times. But, I mean, people can be dumb as hell. I mean, the people who had the banks that got, you know, the big depression that was the most recent 2008 with the banks, I mean, those are supposedly very smart people, and they didn't see it coming. I mean, just because you're rich does not mean that you have this knowledge that no one else has. That just means you could be in the right situation at the right time. I mean, hell, people in Middle Eastern who are very rich, why are they rich? Not because they're smarter than people. It's because they have oil, which oil is now becoming, you know, cheaper and cheaper by the day because we don't need it as much because more solar energy. People are figuring out other ways to make stuff work without using oil. So those people are going to run out of money eventually. And that's why I'm still wondering why we keep asking Jerry Jones and these owners who have billions of dollars about CTE or these questions that need to have someone who's very smart and very articulate and very, you know, have a good opinion on it and no research behind it to ask them the questions. I mean, who gives a shit what Jerry Jones or any of these or Roger Goodell or any of these people are saying? I mean, they're good at what they're doing, NFL, and making money that way. Don't ask them questions that don't apply to them. Or think that they're going to give some great answer. I mean, you hear Jerry Jones talk and he just sounds like a buffoon. I mean, he's not intelligent. He's not some 
you know, amazing person who just like is a forward thinker more than people can acknowledge. He's just a guy who played football in Arkansas, made a bunch of money because he fell into the right situation with oil, bought the Dallas Cowboys, and has no problem being the face of the of the league pretty much as far as owners or hell he's pretty much the commissioner i mean yes everybody knows roger goodell but i mean if some if you ask the average person who jerry jones is and who roger goodell is i'll bet you money that more people know jerry jones than roger goodell and that's just because jerry jones loves that he loves the publicity he loves the people talk to him about him i mean it's like high school he loves to have everybody talk about him good bad and different he doesn't care he just wants people to talk about him but we got to get away from asking these owners just stupid questions or even asking that we need to start asking them questions about what are they doing to improve it. instead of asking hey does cte have that i mean you don't go ask people in marlboro newports does smoking affect you or cause some cancers because we know that we're not stupid we know that cte is caused by nfl now what we need to ask these owners are what are you doing to improve this sport that we love to improve this product that you're throwing out there and not treating the players like they're a piece of meat that you're just going to throw out there let them get beat up give them some millions of dollars and throw them on their way because trust me i know a bunch of people are saying oh they're making millions upon millions of dollars they should be smarter than that they should be they're lucky i'm out here struggling listen money is nothing but a piece of paper I'm sorry to bust y'all's bubble, but it's just a piece of paper. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love money. I love spending the things that money brings me and the happiness it can bring. But people strive for money and think that money has this holy power to them when it's literally just a leaf with somebody, with a leaf with a dead president's face on it. I mean, that's all it is. It's a piece of paper. And people think that having money is more than the body. I mean, think about these guys who are killing themselves at young age or Earl Campbell, who's in his 60s or 70s and can barely walk because of what NFL's done to him from the pounding he's taken. And, I mean, these people who have to go through surgeries after surgery after they're done with NFL have these brains. They can't remember stuff. I mean, remember, I mean, just imagine being a guy in the NFL, and I've heard stories of they can't even remember how to get home when they go pick up their kids. They have to put it in their GPS. Imagine that. Think of that. But yet, y'all think that because they have money, that's the only thing that you should be worried about. Fuck that. Worry about the CTE problem that we're having, the injuries problem, and figure out a way to make it better for us, to make the product better. And yeah, I know the people old school, if you're listening to this, or people who think that old school football is great. Oh, that was great. Da-da-da-da-da. It's the way of the NFL is getting soft. They're, they're trying to keep people safe too much. You know what? The fucking NFL needs to keep people safe. Because we don't need to have a society of people who play football and have onset dementia at 40 years old from football. We need to have people who are going to have a life after that. And if that means that we have to have less hitting with helmets or we have to figure out a way to make it better so that people don't get hurt. And listen, listen, I love football and I know that there's going to be injuries in football regardless. I mean, there's no way around it. You're going to get hurt. Hell, I broke my collarbone playing backyard football. It's just going to happen. But what we have to worry about is to make it safer because people are dying or killing themselves from this. People are going through hell and back just to play the sport once they're retired. I mean, there's people retiring at young age just because of what their body goes through. So instead of worrying about what the hell Jerry Jones or Roger Goodell thinks about CTE, next time if you're a reporter or someone who has the chance to ask them a question, ask them what they're doing to make their sport safer and worry about that and worry about their product instead of worrying about how much money they have and the intelligence that they don't have.
So when I made Ron Uncut podcast, uh, my vision for this was it to be a place where I can speak my mind about sports openly, freely, be able to use cuss words if I like, and you know, speak on topics that I feel need to be talked about, whether that's you know sports or if it's something dealing with sports or hell, even if it's something not dealing with sports. Now, this recent article that I'm about to read to you happened this past week, and it deals with sports or ended up dealing with sports, but. Even if it didn't, I was going to talk about it anyway because I just feel like it's that strongly of an article and law that was a past and that it needed to be talked about. So I don't know if you've heard or read, but North Carolina on March 23rd, the state legislator passed a House Bill Number 2, otherwise known as the Public Facilities Privacy and Security Act. The bill prohibits transgender people from using bathrooms and locker rooms that do not match the biological sex listed on their birth certificate. It also states that the new state law trumps any local ordinances protecting the LGBTQ people and their rights, a direct retaliation to Charlotte's anti-discrimination law from February. Now, <clears throat> I don't care what people do. That's just how I've been. If you want to be, if you want to go and try to be a woman, if you're a man or vice versa, that's fine by me. If you're gay, that's vice versa. Some of my best friends, one of my best friends is a gay girl. I don't care. You know, do what you do. Love who you love. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to say who you should love. But this law is against everything that I believe America should stand for. I mean, America is supposed to be the land of the free the freedom of opportunity. If you choose that law or if you choose that opportunity to want to become a woman or to become a man or to be a lesbian, who's it to tell you that you have to go use this bathroom or you have to use a bathroom list on your sex? Like that's like this is taking it back to the 1900s where they would say black people can only use black bathrooms or white people can only use this or black people's got to go to the back because that's where the blacks are. And I know it's not to that degree. Or let me first it is to that degree. It's not to that degree in the sense of as people care about it as much because it's you know, people don't know how to take it. I mean, hell, I don't know how to take transgender people. I mean, I don't judge them, but it's everyone. It's it, People don't get it because they don't understand it. But who are we to say that they can't use a bathroom if they were trying to be a female? I mean, what the fuck is people so scared for? Are they scared that a guy's really going to go through all that work to become a female just to go get peek at a female? There's porno if they really want to do that. But the reason I'm talking about this so heavily is because I just want to applaud... Um, Adam, uh, the commissioner of the NBA and for writing this statement and saying that the NBA is dedicated to creating an inclusive environment for all who attend our games and events. We are deeply concerned that this discriminatory, discriminatory law runs counter to our guiding principles of equality and mutual respect and do not yet know what impact it will have on our ability to successfully host a 2017 All-Star Game in Charlotte. And all I can do is clap for you. Because that needs to be said and that needs to be done. If they don't want to change that law, which is ludicrous that it even got passed, and I am, and trust me, I've lived in, I've lived in Wilmington, I've lived in Durham, and I've loved North Carolina. My aunt lives there, but I have no respect for anybody who thinks that transgender or lesbian people or gay people think that they should have to use the bath, the bathroom that's listed on their sex. That's stupid. So what I feel, I feel that if they do decide to keep this law going. That the NBA needs to take their all-star game away and they need to move it somewhere else. And I completely commend and tap my hat or uh, tip my hat to Adam Silver for his being on the spot and jumping right to it. I mean, he's to now 
I mean, he's always on the ball, and he is completely on the ball because this is ridiculous that this is even a law that's passed, and the NBA should not want to deal with any state that feels that that's an okay law to be passed because what, what are they doing? I mean, this is just ridiculous to the extent of what they're doing to these people when it's already hard enough for them to come out because everyone's going to judge you. Everyone's going to look at you differently. It's already hard for you to come out and be yourself. So why make it even harder on them? Who cares if, if a guy who's trying to, who is becoming a female wants to use their bathroom? Who cares? Grow over, get over yourselves and let them be who they want to be and love who they want to love and move on with yourself and get over yourself because this has nothing to do with them. It has more to do with your fear of them. When you know what? They're the ones who are fearful, fearful for their lives because people discriminate against them, try to fight them, beat them up, make, think it's fun to make jokes of them when it's not funny at all. Let them be who they want to be and move on with your lives and I guarantee life will be a whole lot easier.